Filthy 47, an audio serial in four parts. Part 3. Here is the story so far, and this is Danvers Nettlefold narrating. England, 1947. Former land girls Joyce and Kay and their two friends, pilot and pop author Peter West and flight sergeant Byron Bailey, have stumbled onto a sinister plot to plunge the world back into war. Fate has brought them to the centre of this web of intrigue, the Suffolk stately home of disgruntled aristocrats Sir Reginald and Lady Muriel Thrapsley. Having fallen foul of the scheming Lady Muriel, Joyce and Peter find themselves incarcerated in a subterranean fossil fuel repository. Meanwhile, forced into a tight corner, and along with Kay, making his escape through an upstairs window, Byron meets his nemesis in the form of a rusty drainpipe. Is it curtains for the flight sergeant? Oh, Mr. Bailey, please let him still be alive. No going back now. Use the ivy to get up onto the the roof. As for where then, oh, heaven only knows. Joyce, I'm sorry. Nothing to be sorry about there, Mr. West. Bang on target. Don't mind a hand to help me up, but let's have no more of this female as fragile flower drivel. It doesn't become you as a forward-thinking modern male. Now, there must be another way out of here. They surely don't send some poor devil down here into the coal hole on a, a rope with a bucket every time they need to lay a fire. Must be a hatch or something. Let's feel around. The wall, oh. I mean. Ouch! Damn splinter! Peter, you found it. It seems to be secured from the outside. Well, let's see if we can... With one bound, Jack and Jill were free. Helps if you think of England. Aha! Feels like a light switch. I know. Ride of Frankenstein. I suppose it's just as well that in the dark all cats are grey. If we clean ourselves up as best we can with that water that's dripping down there. Oh, and I'd grab that coal shovel. Could come in useful. Yes, ma'am. I know. Bossy boots. Sorry, Peter. Someone's coming. Quick. Off with the light. Hit him again, Peter! Ah! Peter! Mm. Back when I was in the guides, Brown Owl always maintained that Queensbury rules don't apply in desperate straits. Strong arm stuff, not my strong suit. Sorry for not being quicker off the mark. Makes a change. Chaps usually apologise for being too quick. Anyway, righty-ho, let's get him tied up. And how about swapping clothes with him? If we're challenged, we'd stand a better chance with you in footman's garb. Pity he's unarmed. I'd give anything for some artillery, even one of those dainty little pea-shooters adventuresses tuck into their garter belts. Well, Jinx, what have you got to say for yourself, eh? Rather let the side down, haven't we? Apparently that fella Bailey got the better of you. Mm. That's quite a shiner. Last round he'll ever win, sir. Tried to escape you through the window. Fell and copped it good and proper. Caught in that footman of yours. What's his name? Harold? And the others? In the coal hole, so I gather. Two of them anyway. One stood on the loose, but she won't get far. I was uh, thinking, sir, that little demonstration you were going to put on for Mr Murchison. Oh, that'll have to be postponed. Got ourselves some live targets now. How about a little game of Run Rabbit Run? He'll make do without his rabbit stew. Hmm. I don't know. Aside from anything else, we can't afford to upset the timetable. You know, 
I have to confess to a certain trepidation at the thought of sending those three gals, given their history, uh, to serenade Winston of all people. They'll behave, sir. Think you don't worry. Enter. Where should we put the coffee, sir? Over here, Dennis. Open it up. Quite a little arsenal, as the Archdeacon said to the chorus girl. Watch them small arms. Jerry, home guard stuff. Hadn't brought over for evaluation back in 45. Most of the weapons are rather slapdash and slipshod. Just as likely to blow up in your face as put a bullet where you want it to go. Crude carbine. Guns built into the buckles of belts. Not always very well engineered. Their standard of workmanship had plummeted appallingly by then. But these, however, best of the bunch by a long chalk. Sturmgover. Sturmgewehr. Muriel. Well, I was just passing by and I couldn't help overhearing your appalling mispronunciation, Reggie. And they really are such lovely weapons. The term translates as assault rifle. Midway between infantry rifle and machine pistol. Chambered for the 7.92 short. 30 round magazine. Selective fire. Apparently the Soviets have been developing something very like it. Here, Mr Jenks, issue the rest to the men, just in case we have any more of these unexpected visitors. And now, Reggie, I'm going to my private lounge to, uh, to view a television programme. This new entertainment medium really is remarkably addictive. I'd appreciate it if you could see that I'm not disturbed. Don't look down, Kay. Whatever you do... Don't look down. What's that? Skylight. Let's see if it opens. Now, if I can lower myself onto this sofa. Well, that's one way of getting in. Curious room. What's this? Television set and... Some sort of funny-looking gramophone. Cabinet full of gramophone records. Someone's private hideaway. Quick! But hide! Where? Under that sofa. Now, who is that? Darren? Dennis? No, his salute lists to starboard. Harold? Hmm, yes. Derek fears to port if memory serves, while young Charles is always proudly perpendicular. And as for Reggie's... <laughs> well, the less said about that button mushroom, the better. I'll wager even that fat old fool Churchill has more in his trousers to boast about. Not that he'll be in a position to boast about anything by this time tomorrow. <laughs> Who is that? Kindly have the good manners to reveal yourself. Filthy! My dear, I take it the bullet you fired at the television screen was an expression of moral outrage? Fortunately, you only succeeded in chipping the glass. Filthy! That tobacco pipe pistol. I know the SOE officer who designed it during the war. It's a single-shot weapon, and you've had no opportunity to reload. 
You may run, my dear, but you cannot hide. Pretty good, huh? Filthy! Hey now, what's eating you, honey? Whoever you are, you sure look like you could use a shot of the hard stuff. Come on in here. Here, honey, drink this down and tell Loretta all about it. Filthy! Hey, what Don't is Go climb this? back in your bubble bath, Wendy. Can't you see she's got the leap in Legosis? Something spooked her real bad. Filthy. Now, lady, look, I don't know who in the Sam Hill you are, but, uh... Stay there, honey. I'll see who it is. You wouldn't by any chance have seen a young lady wandering around? My niece. Delicate constitution. We were rather concerned for her safety. Um, we got ourselves someone here fits that description. My dear, there you are. Now, come along. These people are our guests. What must they be thinking? Filthy! Thank you, Harold. Apologies for the disturbance, Mr. Murchison, Miss Duquesne. Having Harold trap the poor girl under his tailcoat like a startled bird is regrettably undignified, but circumstances left us with little choice. Now, Harold, will you please take my niece back to her room and see that she is, uh, looked after? Struggling, you little fool. I'm trying to help you. There. Now we can release the bird back into the wild. Looks more like a prison. Wine cellar, actually. Thank heavens mother and father didn't live to know what depths of depravity their son Kate, had... we've no time for this nonsense. Bailey, perhaps you should explain. Hello again, Miss Martin. Like Sergeant. But I... You fell. Saved by the shrubbery. But um, something had to give. Me uncle and uh, a rebuttal. Clever ruse, leaving that sheep rope dangling from the window. We assumed you'd both fallen. I was sent out to find the bodies, reported Bailey dead. Meet your brother, the communist. Stalin's man in Suffolk. Doesn't make him any less of a filthy beast. Despise me if you must. Oh, I do. But if I hadn't gone against every decent inclination to earn the trust of that abominable woman, I'd never been in a position to help you and Bailey, and your other friends. Joyce, Peter West, where are they? In the coal cellar, alive to the best of my knowledge. Isn't this a matter for the police? One of Milady's disc recordings happens to feature the chief constable caught in several... Uh, Compromising positions. Recordings? Oh, uh, apologies, Bailey. I neglected to mention Lady Muriel's little uh, hobby. She's had all sorts up in that private room of hers, cavorting in front of the television camera, preserving their unspeakable antics for posterity on shellac discs. Technology developed during the war for smuggling training films disguised as gramophone records to partisans. Churchill loved the idea. Grammar films, he called them. Milady found a novel peacetime use for them. Novel? I'd call it depraved. Kay happened to see one of these charming little productions, co-starring yours truly. Milady insists on putting all the footmen through their paces. 
other bed mates too on occasion. And Sir Reginald doesn't object. Object? He doesn't know the half of it, the deluded old fool. You know, there's one of those television discs squirreled away somewhere that could do more damage than a dozen atom bombs where its contents made public. Reveal to the workers of the world the rotten decadence of their so-called superiors. Ma Porton, then the idiotine. Ah, yes. That mythical nerve gas. Dreamt up by Moscow. To get the Nazis wasting their time chasing phantoms. While neglecting the development of genuine weapons. So, Bailey... How long has all this been common knowledge in the corridors of Whitehall? Weren't really sure, were you? Not till just now. Clever fellow, little sis, this secret agent chum of yours. So, Flight Sergeant, what's in it for you? Money? Hardly king and empire. I have my reasons. Why not throw in your lot with us? We don't regard your people as second-class citizens. Not in Stalin's paradise. Stalin was the man for the hour. Like Churchill. Won't be there forever. Don't get me wrong, Bailey. I still love my country. Family, too. Harold, it's time to decide where your loyalties lie. What are they... Still trying? trying to find out, for sure. Barred from the inner sanctum, us liveried lackeys, don't you know? The charity gala? Most probably. Plant a bomb. Blame the Zionists. Jenks is their man on the inside. Uses those three little songbirds as cover. Milady's definitely hatching something rancid, and if I know her, she's not necessarily singing from the same hymn sheet as Sir Reginald. The woman's capable of anything. All very enlightening, but we're not exactly standing at safe distance. Forgotten about Joyce and Peter. Could you read your true a message, Harold? Possibly. At the end of the day, aren't we all on the same side? Escaped? From the coal cellar? <laughs> a fine state of affairs, I must say. Reggie, shouldn't you have put a guard on that amphibious truck of theirs? Your advice is superfluous, Muriel, since I was on the point of doing precisely that. You and you, to the courtyard. And the rest of you, don't just loiter there like slack-jawed imbeciles. I want them found. If you don't mind me saying so, sir, this is what happens when you leave a woman in charge. Mr Jenks... My hearing has not deteriorated to the point... Peter, you can look here, through this knothole. Isn't that our friend Jenks? And that portly chap with him is Sir Reginald, I presume? Now, what say we ease Why? the door open Jenks. very quietly, well, no, sir. And Confirm grab the edge that. of that rug they're standing on, whip it out from under them and brush them. Quite the tactician, aren't we? You've a better plan? Can't say I have, no. Well, then... You too, Jenks. That's a good chap. Just what do you hope to achieve with these Errol Flynn shenanigans, West? Putting an end to this filthy little plot of yours, that's Young what. Young lady, I haven't the foggiest notion as to who you might be, but if I were you, I should mind your own affairs. War is everyone's affair, and I won't see you start another one. West, see sense, man. We need brave chaps like you and your colleague, Bailey. On that topic, where is Byron? And Kay. I'll give you up as a bad job. You people don't stand a jelly deal's chance at a knee. Jehoshaphat Jenks. All-round entertainer turned all-round dirty traitor. One more squeak out of you, you quizzling, and I'll forget myself and be very un-British about things. If you'd care to make your way to the courtyard, gentlemen. We can see about swapping them for Kay and the flight sergeant. That the idea, Peter? More or less. Lay down your weapons, men! Or we riddle Sir Reginald. <laughs> Go! 
down with your weapons, damn you! Blithering idiots! You might have got me killed! Next time I shan't aim wide, we deal in lead. And I don't mean the church roof variety. Now, Sir Reginald, you and Jenks make for the duck truck. Those shots will have been heard. Well, since the cat's already out of the bag... Should slow you down, won't be able to come after us with punctured tyres. Bailey, over here. This door opens onto the courtyard. Your friends, they're out there. Here, I'll help. I thank you, Miss Martin. They've taken Sir Reginald hostage. And Jenks. Release my husband or your colleagues will be killed. It's Milady, flanked by armed footmen. Delight, Harold. Do you think the generator? Could? Darkness is our friend, eh? How long will you need? Five minutes. Three. And you, Kay, when the lights go out, help Bailey across to join your friends in the duck truck. Best of British. Can I be of assistance, Lady Muriel? Well, if it isn't that filthy Nazi, who'll turn up next? Charters and Caldicott? If you wish to see the girl alive, you'll surrender your weapons. Not just Kay, Bailey too. I'm afraid the flight sergeant is dead. You're bluffing. Don't believe her, Peter. Your situation is hopeless, Mr. West. So if I we... Get those lights back on, you fools! Peter, now's our chance! Stop Quick, man! Grab the... Oh, oh, no, you don't! Motor cars! Switch on the headlamps! Two more over there. Hey! Flight sergeant! Thank heavens! Quick, get in! Brace yourselves, we're going to have to ram the gates! Good show. Well, Peter, the Wicked Witch of the East no longer has us in her clutches. Peter? Joyce! Watch out for that bend! Oh! <laughs> Sorry about that. Lost control. Everyone all right? Okay, Flight Sergeant? Present and... Uh, correct. Peter? Where's Peter? Peter? He's, uh... He's not here. He didn't get away. You mean... I don't know. Then I'm going back up there. Joyce, that's suicide. Flight Sergeant, please talk some sense into my friend. Flight Sergeant Bailey happens to be a secret agent. A secret agent? Like Gregory Sallust? I think we ought to defer to Mr Bailey's experience in these matters. Well, seeing as he's passed out, poor fellow, that option's denied us. Hello, who's this? Car headlamps must have changed the tyres on one of those vehicles in the courtyard. Better keep your head down, Kay. And hand me that gun. Two footmen in a motor car. Getting out. Coming this way. One's clouted the other round the head with the butt of his rifle. I don't understand. It's Harold. Harold? My brother. Long story. I'll tell you later. Won't get your duck truck back out of that ditch in a hurry. Well, you try hurtling down a hill in the dark at full pelt on a road that twists and turns like a snake with St Vitus's dance. Better take the car. Floodwaters are subsiding. Soon the roads will be passable. How's Bailey? Unconscious. We need to get him to a doctor. Yes. Sound fellow. Peter, did you see Peter up there? I saw... Yes? I saw someone. 
lying dead. No. I'm sorry. It looked very much Only like looked West. like. So Peter might still be alive. We have to go back. Joyce, don't be so ridiculous. I'll put on that other footman's tailcoat, slick my hair back with some water. But should pass as male at a pinch in a bad light. And anyway, I'll take my chances. This is stark lunacy. Well, some of us are not prepared to leave Peter to the tender mercies of those filthy swine up there. I'll walk back. You take the motor car. Get away. Don't waste any more time. Harold! She'll get herself killed! Well, why shouldn't she be as free as any man to decide? In the Soviet oh, Union, shut women... Up. What do you mean? She's bigger than you! Another excellent argument for not interfering. You cowardly beast! Oh, all right. I'll go back with her, do what I can. You drive Bailey down to the village. Ask for Mrs Halliwell. Lives just by the vicarage. Party contact. Should be able to help. You'll say... April comes in like a lion. Thought it was March. That's what she'll say. And you're to say, my brother never could get it right. Now come on, let's get Bailey into the car. This is all most unfortunate, Lady Muriel. Indeed, Herr Kessler. Reggie, must you crawl around on the cobbles like the Empress of Blandings? Sets a very poor example. Someone please help him back inside. Say, what's going on out there? Is this Suffolk or Chicago? Please return to your room, Mr. Murchison. Matters are being dealt with. Anything I can do to help? My services also are at your command, madame. Thank you, Captain. What exactly is Mr. Jenks doing over there? Just like a bag one of them before it can get away. You made that claim before, Mr. Jenks, but in the event, the flight sergeant turned out to be very much alive. As so it appears, is Mr. West here? Well, trust me, ma'am. He won't be once his gun butt comes into contact with his bunch. Jenks, have you no brains at all? Mr. West will be of far more use to us alive. I really cannot think why Reggie didn't have you drummed out long ago. The only thing you didn't botch during the war was the Krasovsky job. Krasovsky? Colonel Krasovsky? The air crash? Excuse me, my friend, but I have long been curious as to the cause of that accident. That plane coming down was no accident, chum. Now, if you excuse me, I've got a score to settle. So have I. Ha! Ah, that is for my father. But it wasn't really me. Accident only took credit as the bishop said to the chamber. <sighs> Why not be a man and admit it? Why die with a lie on your lips? Captain Krasovsky, it's entirely possible that the uh, late Mr. Jenks was telling the truth. And the air crash really was an accident. Such a vulgar little man with no more talent for sabotage than for comedy. And please do not take my reference to the Krasovsky job as evidence of complicity or even approval. I was merely repeating common hearsay. Oh, and I see you've wreaked your revenge with the aid of one of our sterling silver cake knives. Would someone be so kind as to extract it from Mr. Jenks? It's been in the family a long time, and I'd appreciate its safe return. Of course, madame. Apologies. Naturally, I am prepared to stand trial for my deed and accept due punishment. How noble of you, Captain, if a little silly in the circumstances. Unfortunately, you presented us with a new dilemma. The Dinky Don'ts are due to resume their concert tour tomorrow with uh, a very important performance at Windsor Castle. And thus, given the current state of the roads, they will require the services of a pilot. Mr Jenks was the only one here capable of flying a... Mr West! How is he? Most fortunate. 
a bullet graze to the temple, a slight variation in trajectory, and he would have been instantly killed. There's the vicarage. Now to find this Mrs. Halliwell. Disturbing you at this ungodly hour, but I'm looking oh, for. Get on Shame on you, Mr. Giddens, for being so rude to this here young lady. You come on over here, my dear. Shouldn't bother asking old Giddens for help, miserable old basket. Wouldn't give you the steam of his piddle. I thought this was the vicarage. Not no more, dearie. We share as our vicar with two other parishes now. Oh, I see. And these are almshouses? Funny old time of night to be sightseeing. I'm looking for a Mrs Halliwell. Would you happen to know her? Should do, dearie. That's who I've been since I got wed to old Ted Halliwell 40 years ago. Rest his soul. March comes in like a lion. Do what, dearie? Might have known it wouldn't work. Ain't it April comes in like a lion? <laughs> My brother never could. <laughs> Get it right? Your brother Harold, would that be? Listen, dearie, you'd better come inside. How are you feeling, honey? Do I know you? Loretta. Loretta to Kane. Now take it easy, mister. You had a real lucky break out there tonight. Got graced by a bullet. Guess it's gonna leave a little scar. But scars ain't always ugly. My pa had a scar. And... report back to the squadron. Us report Say, for duty. Say, don't you know the, the patient war? has come round, I see. I'll take charge here, Miss Duquesne. Thank you very much. Your services might be better employed elsewhere. One of our footmen was wounded in the embrolia. Oh, poor guy. Okie doke, Lady Muriel. And please close the door on your way out. Where... Where are we? You've, uh, no memory at all. Only my name. West. Peter West. Flying officer. Everything else is pretty foggy. So I managed to get myself shot down, eh? How bad is it, matron? You've been exceedingly fortunate, Peter, my darling. I... I don't... We are lovers, Peter. So you've forgotten even I'm, that, my sweet... I'm sorry, I, I... My clothes? Where are my clothes? Please, dearest, you must rest. Doubtless you've also forgotten your mission. Mission? Tomorrow morning you are to fly some passengers down to Windsor Castle for a very important event. Tomorrow? How, how far? Where are we? Suffolk. So it will be only a short trip. Now, my love, as I said, you must remain in bed for the present and conserve your strength. Here, let me help you to relax. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Cold hands. Cold heart! Reggie. Oh, dear, how inopportune. Muriel! Caught him flagrante. I laughed it off when I heard that little blackguard kipper tangy at the club refer to you as the Suffolk Miserlina. More for me. 
Yes, the situation would seem to call for some sort of clever pun on the word joystick. Filthy! Reggie, carry on like that and you'll bring on a coronary. I can see your Harold sister. Same little nose, not big and blobby like mine. He's a good boy, your Harold. Take that next turn in there, dearie. Down that farm road, there's a barn you can hide up in for now. Won't get far with your petrol tank nearly empty. That friend of yours in the back there, not from round these parts, is he? Flight Sergeant Bailey. He's from Jamaica. In a bad way, is he? Broken ankle, cracked ribs. At least I think, hope, nothing worse. Well, that's more than enough to be going on with, poor fella. You're not in the party, dearie, are you? Party? <laughs> no, Mrs Halliwell, I'm afraid not. Or at least I don't think the flight sergeant is. I've, um, I've not known him long. It's also horribly complicated. Didn't I tell you he was still alive? Oh, Peter, what have they done to you? Peter? Peter? Hello, I... I don't think I... Doesn't recognise you. That bandage around his head. Near miss from a bullet, I expect. Memory loss. Temporary, I hope. Oh, Peter, it's Joyce. Joyce, don't you remember? Well, anyway, come on, we have to get you away from here. Damn blast, they've taken all your clothes. I can uh, see what you see in him. Come on, Peter, we'll just have to wrap you up in this blanket. It's no good, Joyce. Can't you see he's in no fit state well, to walk any distance? Look, we'll use that wooden screen over there as a stretcher. Carry him out. It, oh, very good of you, Mrs. Hallowell, helping us like this. You do the same, dearie. Should be safe here in the barn for a while. How long have you known Harold? Ever since that day, my boy Arthur brought him home. Bashed up something terrible, the pair, um... Landlord called him sharing a bed. Never saw two people so much in love. In love? Oh, I'm sorry, dearie. I thought you knew about... No. And your son, Arthur? Buried him back in. 42, it were. Tuberculosis. I'm sorry. Yes. Must have been awful. Life goes on. Anyhow, dearies, I'll be getting back now. You rest up for a bit. Thank you for the loaf of bread and the tea. By morning, the flood should have gone down. Won't be easy, but I'll try and get you more petrol, else you'll not be going nowhere. Lady Muriel, you have my sincerest condolences. Are you sure there's no chance at Miss all? Miss Duquesne performs a customary test with her makeup it just mirror. stayed like it was. It didn't... It didn't mist up at all. Oh, Reggie... Don't expect me to get you out of this one. Sure I'm sorry, Lady Muriel. Real tough break. No two ways about it. Thank you, Mr Murchison. Did Reggie say anything before he... His final words. Only one. Filthy. How extraordinary. Perhaps, Lady Muriel, you wish to be left alone at this difficult moment? Yeah. Good thinking, Hessler. Thank you, gentlemen. Most considerate. Okay, Fritz. Quit stalling and hand over that formula. 
or find out what a Derringer can do at close range. You hope to intimidate me with that kindergarten weapon? Want your brains all over the wall, Hessler? Kessler. Pay him no mind, mister. Wendy's only foolin'. Quit calling me Wendy. Sorry, Wendell. His name's Wendell. So I understand. Those two footmen over there, coming down the stairs, carrying a patient on a stretcher. Look, do you see anything strange about them? Uh-huh. Now you mention it. You! Stay where you are. Get down! What on earth is going on? They're trying to escape with the prisoner. Otkin Adarab Utalk. What in tarnation? <gasps> they shot him! The three Tinky Winkies! You see that, Wendy? They shot the footman Harold. Upton shot him dead. Them Goyles, they got bullets coming out of their banjos. <laughs>